Ollie, it was a game of, I guess, three parts on the weekend, but luckily enough, we held on and then finished strongly in the end to run out by 30 points against the Blues. Oh, geez, there were some nervous times in that last quarter. Geez, they were really coming hard, the Blues, seven straight goals mm. after we led by, what was it, 56 points at one stage, and they got it back to, to two kicks uh, not long into the last quarter. So it was, it was pretty nervous times, but... We did enough to hang on and, and fight off that really spirit of comeback from the Blues, which I think is a really good thing. Yeah. At the time, I was just like, how the hell have we given this lead up and put ourselves in a position of losing this game? Because it would have been an absolute disaster if we did lose after playing so well. But yeah. I think you can take positives out of that, knowing they fought off that as well. Yeah, They had sure. to really dig in in that last quarter and um, come out the other side, so... And also, I guess, the progression and development across the season. Like, I think Fagan said, you know, you, you look at the Gold Coast game where we just hang yeah. on in the end and the Bulldogs yeah. game where we did get overrun, but this time around we've had that second wind. And I guess if you isolate Carlton as an opposition, like last year we held on, they finished furiously and probably should have won at the Gabba but didn't. And then, yeah, fast forward 12 months, we hung on, we kicked away late. So you can see the signs there of development and progress in the young group. Oh, you definitely can. And, yeah, you go back to that Bulldogs game, and that was one, in hindsight, probably should have won, mm. considering the Dogs aren't as good as they were last year. And they're, they're faltering a bit, and we played some really good footy that day, but just didn't probably have the belief and the run in us that day. But I think you can really see the progression there with the young guys and knowing how to to work and, and fight when teams really do come at them because even if we had a one by say 70, 80 points, it really went on with it in the second half. Like mm. it would have been a great result percentage boosting win and one of our biggest wins in ages. But I think you probably do get more out of a win like that. Yeah, for sure. It's just a lot of character, character in yeah, that yeah. last quarter. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about the first half, I guess. What was it in your mind that set it up for us in that first half? What particular facet, I guess, of the game? Oh, I think just the, the midfield. We were just really on top. And Beams, Zorko, and, well, Rockcliffe just completely shut Bryce Gibbs out of the game. It was a really interesting role mm. he was given. He's not normally known to be a tagger, Rocky, no. throughout his career. He wouldn't have done it too many times. But to keep Bryce Gibbs out of the game, we know what he can do. He's had a super season, Bryce Gibbs. That game against the Gold Coast is one of the the greatest games you could ever hope for. Mm. So he's really dangerous and to just completely shame out of game. That was really important. And yeah, Beams, Zorko, after quiet games the last week, mm. um, yeah, they really got on top and we just made the most of our opportunities going forward, I think. That's we what, were pretty efficient. Yeah, that's probably cost us a lot this mm. season. We've gone forward and probably haven't. We're just... And you can see the progression there and you can see the development that I think there's just more um, we just look more assured going forward mm. like early in the season it'll just be a long kick inside 50 just panic and hope for the best but now we're just really spotting up options we're waiting for guys to come through and yeah there's just a, a sense of calm there that we haven't seen for quite a while 
I think what really got us going in the first half was our ability to rack up uncontested possessions. Like for the game, we finished plus 120 on Carlton and we're just able to create overlap and the marks and just the ball use coming back through the corridor and opening it up with those 45 kicks. It was, it was almost surgical in the way that we were just able to link up and find, you know, open, uh, open players at will. Um, and as you said, it just opened up for the rest of the ground and we looked really good going inside 50. It was, it was really impressive to watch. Um, obviously, we did, I guess, falter after the break, and Carlton came back to their credit. They did well, and I think got it to as close as two goals at yeah. one stage before we did um, did kick away late. But, yeah, what, what do you think went wrong for us in that phase of the game when, when Carlton did challenge us? Yeah, Carlton just... They just winning more of the ball. I think we just mm. went a bit flat. That, that can probably happen. We haven't been out to a lead like that before. And fifty six points up at um, I don't think might not have been fifty six points, but we were up fifty six points at one stage. And yeah, twelve goals to three in the first half. You're not going to lose too many games there. And mm. maybe there's a bit of complacency that crept in, just a bit of natural complacency. But yeah, Carlton, they're a, a pretty good side. They're well coached, and they're always going to come back. They weren't just going to lie down they've been a really good defensive unit this year so i think yeah we just weren't getting our hands on the ball um in the third quarter and probably mm. the start of the fourth yeah they seem to do as they please out of the clearances which sort of um <clears throat> looked like a flashback to the last few weeks against like geelong and richmond when they sort of got a run on and got it out of the center which did have cause for concern i was pretty worried at that time that the blues would just come come with the wind but we did we did finish stronger. Um, as you touched on there, I think one of the most surprising things was how freely we did score. Like Carlton, a really dour defensive team, but yeah, I think at halftime we had 70, 72 points, and our average for the year was about eighty before that game. So yeah, yeah, credit to the coaching staff, and as you said, the role on Bryce Gibbs definitely played its part. But um, yeah, four marks to them. It was a really impressive performance. We might do our three, two, one. We'll start with yours. Who you think were the best, our best players? So that's excluding Carlton. We won't. We won't worry about them. We'll just do our three, two, one. Yeah, it's a really tough one this week because there were so many guys that played varying type roles. Mm. You, you, I think you just got to go three to Beams, mm. just because you keep the three goals, thirty possessions, set us up. Beautifully in that first half, because that really good long goal, bomb from outside fifty, and yeah, set up the play and just really responded. Because he was struggling with that injury, came mm. back a bit early, and he had been struggling to recapture his best form. But mm. he was he was back to it on the weekend, and I think he more than deserves the three votes. But Rockcliffe had one of his quieter games in terms of possessions. Yeah. 10 possessions for the game, you'd think, well, he's had an absolute stinker. But to keep Bryce Gibbs to eight mm. possessions, basically their best player this year, he'd be winning their best and fairest, I would have thought. Um, I think that gets him the two. Yeah. That, I, that's how influential he was. I agree so, with you on the two. I had him pegged as my two. But before we get your one, I think we'll just expand on Rocky a bit as well because we talked about last week how you know we struggled to sort of carry two injured players and Beams and Rocky. But I think the coaching staff, and I think Fagan actually credited Danny Daly with the idea, but we found a way to use 
Rockcliffe without exposing his injury. Like that run with roll was really clever, clever strategy from us. And yeah, as we've said a couple of times now, that he just completely blanketed Bryce Gibbs, their best player. So um, it's really, yeah, I think it's really positive that we've found another way to use him just until he gets full fitness. Obviously, he's not quite there, but hopefully by the end of the season, he's back to 100% and he won't have to play those negating roles. But it's a credit to him as well that, you know, who has been our best midfielder for the last few years can just sort of sacrifice his own game and say, all right, I'm not going to worry about winning the ball. I'm just going to do the team thing and make sure this bloke doesn't do anything. It's a real credit to his character. Oh, absolutely. And I know there were a few comments going around saying he looked disinterested and mm. he might have been on the way out. He's, he's thinking about his, his contracts and going to another club. But I think it's just more the injury than anything. Mm. And he has been down on what he is known to do. But, yeah, to use him in that different role and... He still is injured, and to, to do that for the team, mm. to, to sacrifice a lot of his own ball, only the 10 possessions, but to shut down the opposition's best player, mm. that just shows what a great player he is and just so useful, even though he's, he's known as that um, midfielder that can rack up high possessions, get, gain a lot of clearances. He's shown another string to his string bow. To his bow, yeah, for sure. Um, and to wrap up the votes, who was your number one vote? Uh, I think Zorko, three goals again, 26 mm-hmm. possessions. I think he was really good. But you can go through a lot of guys there. I think Jared Berry had one of his, his best games. And probably stiff not to get an, another rising star for the club. Yeah, who yeah, the bloody really hell Pelican? Game. Lewis Pelican. Pelican. Yeah, Pelican. Jeez, absolutely. Who is he? I 